hello everyone thank you so much for joining this ama uh, session about smart homes and uh, this time of course uh, we have the uh, editor in chief of 91 mobiles uh, deepak dhingra who is our smartphone expert and uh, as you can see behind him the panel that's there it's a very smart panel it can you know move around and stuff and he's going to explain some of the cool smart tech that he's been using in his house so first of all uh, deepak thank you so much for being the expert on this week this month's ama always, always a pleasure to talk to you samir yeah so uh, before we begin just a couple of house rules i'm also the... good at i'm also good at lying then it's not always a pleasure to talk to you but but it's it's compulsion it's a part of the job it's part of the job but um before we get into the details of today's topic for everyone just a couple of house rules i'll mention this again as more people join in the first is that as always we have a poll that's going to be live and you can uh, you know choose the right uh, right answer and we will pick one winner per question at random and that person is going to get a prize and someone from our team is going to get in touch with you for that so please stay tuned for that also if you guys are asking questions we get a lot of questions but don't direct them at one person either at De uh, either at deepak or me just keep the uh, forum the questions open for everyone because we get a lot of repeat questions and if someone sees a question that they would have liked to ask so it's easier to address that and with that we'll be able to get through more questions and uh, you know so just target the questions in everyone section in the comments and lastly for all those of you that do not know the indian gadget awards is coming back it's an on ground event just like we had done it for last year this year it's happening in gurgaon our community team is going to put in the registration link in the chat out here which will be open for everyone so please do register if you would like to attend we have some of the amazing some of the best gadgets of 2023 from smartphones to tablets gaming laptops thin and light laptops TVs audio gear and we have a very very interesting way of doing it this year it's it's probably never done by any other gadget awards in the history of gadget awards in india so it's going to be very unique and i would really really enjoy it if i could get to see and meet some of you there so please do check out that registration link which our community team is going to put up once they put up the questions and um, yeah so let's uh, let's begin so first of all deepak i want to burst the biggest myth which are two myths regarding smart homes the first one is what exactly is a smart home and the second is whenever i talk about smart homes to people the one thing they say is yaar mujhe dobara se wiring karni padegi apni ghar ki and i will have to spend a few lakhs to make my home into a smart home so can you first burst these two myths for our audience yeah i mean to begin with i think uh, smart home is a topic which uh, which is very uh, close to my heart i think i follow it uh, quite passionately uh although frankly uh in the in the last uh, maybe year or two i've sort of uh, lost touch uh, with maybe specific devices but it's still a still a segment which i which i follow keenly but i must clarify that uh, smart home you see I, i mean starting from the first question you asked what is a smart home in the most basic sense right it's it's a uh, uh, it, it it's an area of course it's a home but you know you have you know some devices which automate stuff for you at the in the most you know maybe that's a very crude uh, you know description of what a smart home is but that's how i think of it right it's basically a few things that you that have that uh, that are automated and they work uh, you know uh, when they want uh, when you want specifically and uh, how you want them to work and you know a lot of this mundane stuff can be sort of scheduled 
and uh, you know set to auto so that you just don't basically have to you know bother about it right and there are quite a few examples of it and we'll get to some more details of what these devices are uh, also and the second question you asked uh, you know smart home is uh, you know covers a broad variety of devices topics platforms uh, you know protocols i think you're on mute samir if you're saying something yeah, yeah, no, I was, just, I was just checking on the poll to go live and I believe you have access to make it live. So if you can just make oh. it live as well. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that right away. Uh, because I believe we will be giving a few hints during this conversation about some of the, uh, you know, smart home questions in the poll. Yes. Yeah. It's all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I was saying, so it's uh, so uh, the the specific aspect of smart home that we are talking about is uh, is basics. It's DIY, uh, you know, which is basically just do it yourself. It's not expensive at all, uh, you know. And there are certain building blocks of a very basic smart home setup, and we'll get to the you know to what they are, and they are not expensive at all. For example, uh, something as basic as a smart bulb, right? Uh, can start uh, in the range of maybe 400, 500, 600 rupees these days on Amazon uh, in other e-commerce sites. I mean, that's hardly anything. I would say that for a very, very basic smart home setup, if you want to automate, uh, you know, different things inside one room uh, would cost you, I don't know, maybe five, six K depending, depending on, you know, what you want to do with it. And a bulk of that cost uh, would possibly be an uh, an Alexa smart speaker, which you know the most basic one, costing about uh, you know two and a half, three three and a half thousand, and then add another three four thousand over over you know on top of that, and you have a very basic smart home system ready to go. All but easy. Also, to up. I mean, in in addition to how you say it, right now, someone like me who already has let's say a Google TV or a Android TV, I can just put the bulbs in my house. Uh, in my room and through my Google TV also, I can connect it, right? I don't yeah, 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 have to buy an Alexa speaker. So I think most people would already have that interface device as it's called, what the Alexa speakers use for could be a, even, even a budget Google that TV. That interface is on phones as well. That interface Absolutely. is right there on phones as well. So yeah, you don't specifically need to, you know, uh, invest in a smart speaker. Of course, you know, smart speaker has its own advantages. For example, you know, music, uh, you know, music on demand, uh, you know, just voice, uh, voice base, and you get weather updates and whatever, like basic stuff that you can get a smart speaker to do. Uh, but another very, uh, very crucial advantage over regular devices, the ones you mentioned is always on capabilities, though I must mention that a lot of these smart TVs also have always on, you know, uh, mic listening capabilities these days, and so does, you know, most phones. But sometimes it is not as seamless as the way it works on a smart speaker. That's just how it is, right? If if you have a, like a premium end TV with the always on, that might work better. Maybe it's like you know some of the mid range budget TVs not not so much, right? So those are the those are the difference. And at the end of the day, you really want things to be seamless for it to work, and all comes together beautifully for it to work. But because otherwise the experience goes for a toss. And if that happens, uh, you know you'll just not end up you know using it uh, on a daily basis. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, you're right. So, I mean, when we come to talking about the smart home ecosystem, you already spoke about the bulbs that are there from different brands and how you can use the uh, speaker as an initiative. But if someone is actually building a smart home, which would, let's say, involve uh, saying something like, okay, Google, you know, put the blinds down or even something when it comes to, um, um, you know, automating certain aspects, right? Like the geezer should come on at a particular time in the morning or the AC should go off. And there are some, a lot of reports that have uh, said that when you use uh, a smart home where you can schedule the lights coming on and off or control your electricity remotely, it can also help with energy saving. Can you talk a little bit about your experience with that? Yeah, I mean, if you can automate some stuff, right? Uh... For example, uh, uh, a real use case I'll tell you is how that I have, you know, Diwali is just, just over, right? And uh, I'm lazy. I still have my Diwali lights out there and they still they are still running. Uh, but, you know, the way I set them up is that uh, once I've set them up, then I don't really, really need to bother with them because, you know, I've, what I've used is a smart uh, plug uh, where they all plug into. Right. So what I've done is just set up a schedule and every evening, 6.30 p.m., they come on at around 11.30 p.m. or midnight or so they turn off on their own. Right. And I've just been lazy and they're just they're there. So they'll, they still come on late evening and stay out in the night. But then I, you know, they I really don't need to bother with them. So in, in some sense, right, it's uh, it saves electricity because then the, the lights are not on through the night, for example. Right. And, 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 you know, Diwali time, you know, there were a couple of holidays, long weekend and stuff. Obviously, I want them to stay on till late, right? I don't want to, you know, if I'm, you know, turning into bed by 10, 30, 11, 11, 30, you know, I still want them to be on for some more time, right? So, you know, once I've set up a schedule, I don't really need to bother. So in that sense, it's saving some electric electricity or if, you know, if you have, if you have a smart speaker or a, or a, sorry, a geezer, which you have connected to a smart plug and, you know, you've forgotten to, forgotten to turn it off, you can, you know, do that uh, even wherever you are. You might be, you know, already left for work. You might even be in a different country, uh, you know, and you're still able to do that. So things like that. I mean, it's, I, I wouldn't say that, you know, it's, and these things help save costs in some sense. Also, I know that, while the users can just see you and the frame of the fantastic painting behind you, you have some gadgets, smart gadgets hidden around you, which you would like to uh, tell our viewers about. So can you guys, uh, can you, while you set up to show them, I'm just going to let everyone know that guys, if you have any questions about smart homes, please put them in the chat box and we will do our best to answer them. And uh, also remember to participate in the poll so that, you know, if uh, one lucky winner will be picked per question and you guys will win an exciting prize. So Dito, can you show us your, you know, all some of the smart gadgets that you've accumulated, which are small enough for you to show our audience? Yeah, sure. Uh, I can. I mean, of course, they are, you know, I'm they are, I'm sitting uh, on my laptop, so I don't have them connected, but uh, also a good uh, you know, time to touch upon the the small building blocks of like a very basic smart home setup, uh, you know, of how uh, I would uh, sort of start, you know, if I, if I were just getting into, you know, the smart home automation and figuring out what to get, like this is the, the stuff that I would get. And this is exactly how I started. Uh, the first one here is a, is a smart bulb. Uh, this is really, really old. This is actually uh, procured from China. This is from the time when, you know, smart home uh, stuff had just started in India. This is a Xiaomi branded one. Of course, Xiaomi went on and they have, uh, you know, uh, uh, these smart bulbs uh, available in India as well. And now so many different brands, 
there's Wipro, there's I I don't even remember. There are just so many different brands. I mean, you go onto Amazon and you see smart, you know, uh, smart bulbs. Uh, you'll see a bunch of those right from uh, you know three, four, five hundred rupees going up to maybe like eight hundred, nine hundred thousand bucks. Just some right. brands which popularly people might know. Philips Hue has been Philips synonymous, has. but yes. uh, even Havels, so you would buy Havels. a tube light or bulb. They also right. have uh, smart uh, smart bulbs and smart lights. So it's not that you just need to be with a prominent brand. A lot of everyday light brands also make smart bulbs. Correct. So uh, so as I start, I, as I show them, I'll also very briefly sort of mention the use cases, right? So this a smart bulb in the most basic sense, uh, you know, using an app, uh, it, it has built-in Wi-Fi and it hooks uh, as with most smart devices that I'll be talking about just directly connects to your Wi-Fi uh, network at home. And you can use the app to, uh, you know, provided you don't, do, don't have a, a smart speaker or haven't enabled a voice control, you can just use the app to set brightness. Uh, this is an RGB version, so you can change colors. And you can, you know, schedule, let's say, schedule it to come on or off at a certain time. You can change brightness and you can use voice controls to sort of, you know, if you have a, let's say, a smart speaker set up, you can, uh, you know, just use your voice to uh, turn it on or off like that's That's one. The other basic thing I would get is a smart plug, which is a very, very useful uh, device because the benefit of a smart plug is that it basically converts any regular electrical appliance uh, and makes it smart. So if you connect a table lamp to it, for example, and then, then you get bigger, uh, you know, versions of these, which are 16 ampere, so they, they can take more load, right? Then you can connect your heavy stuff, your like your ACs and uh, geysers to them and, uh, you know, uh, basically uh, set them to come on uh, at a certain time, right? One of the very uh, simple use cases that in the morning, you know, when you wake up, you you know, want maybe the geezer to be on like 10, 15 minutes before so that, you know, you, you know, you're the, it's hot and the water is hot, right? And a very similar use case for ACs uh, and, you know, daily summers get really, really hot. So when you're maybe entering home uh, after a hard days of work from office, maybe you want the, you know, room to be cool enough when you enter and you just sort of set the AC to be on uh, like 15 minutes uh, before. So stuff like that. I mean, that's, so that's a smart plug, very, very useful device. Uh, of course, this is this is a this is a smart speaker, uh, Amazon Alexa, uh, tiny one, not very expensive. So music, voice control, right, all of it, and most of the devices I'm showing uh, are compatible with both Alexa as well as uh, you know the Google Assistant, which are the two most commonly used uh, voice assistants that we have. Uh, another another basic stuff that I would get is uh, a camera. Uh, of course, this is uh, more for security. This is just like, you know, it detects motion. Uh, it can be also used as a baby cam for people who have young kids who want to monitor, you know, stuff, what's going on. Or, you know, you can set them to come on, uh, you know, if it detects motion, it it, it uh, records a clip. Uh, very basic stuff. Another very handy device, I, you know. Just because, uh, sorry to cut you there, D2, but uh, the camera that you showed, actually, I think it's the Realme 360, right? Correct, correct. That's so just to add, because a lot of these cameras, people are under the impression that, you know, you can only view stuff live. But the truth is you have to do a little bit more research because the one that uh, Deepak just showed, for example, it has a micro SD card slot. So if you're not at home and let's say you're in a flight and the camera is activated to record the minute it detects motion, when you get off your flight, depending on the capacity of the memory card, you can see the recording as well, right? So it's not just you're watching it live. Similarly, some of these providers also provide cloud storage to you. So if you don't have a memory card in it, you can store the stuff on the cloud. So 
the security cameras which are smart home or security enabled have a lot of different features so you guys should definitely do a little bit of homework before investing uh, in a smart camera that way so i i think that was that was something that i wanted to add but please go ahead with the other devices cool so another very uh, useful uh, device i have is a is a universal uh, infrared remote uh, so this is this is from a brand called oak Okta and it's called the Oak Remote, but I think there are quite a few other brands as well. And this was also not very expensive. I think uh, a few years ago I purchased it for about twelve hundred off Amazon, but I think might be cheaper now. Uh, what it does is, of course, it it uh, helps me control uh, any infrared capable devices like TVs, uh, you know, ACs, uh, and just replaces the remote with this one because you know then you can I can use the app. Uh, to uh, to uh, to control that particular device, uh, and this can this can control multiple devices at one go. So if you have it, you know, centrally placed in a room, it could just work for a TV as well as an AC as well as something else, right? So very handy. I mainly use it for ACs. I must add because you know the ACs I have, and you know you'll I'll, you see them see one uh, behind me, right? That's a uh, that's a Daikin AC, uh, but the wiring is internal. So it's, so there's, there's, there's no, I can't use really a smart plug because you know, the wiring is internal, but what I can do is actually use this, uh, in summers to, uh, to turn the AC on and off, or even set the temperature and stuff like that, or, or, or set fan speed. But very in interestingly, uh, I can use the, and since this is Alexa capable, I can use the Alexa app to actually, uh, you know, uh, uh, use something called routines and you know that's that's i think it's something very uh, very useful so what i what i did was that i used uh the alexa app uh to uh to turn on the ac and then keep it on for say about one hour then turn it off for half an hour and then turn it back on again for half an hour because you know that's something that we find ourselves doing quite often in summers right when we are at night, sometimes we find the room to be a little too cold. And then, you know, in the middle of the night, I find myself hunting for the remote to turn it off because, you know, the room suddenly seems a little uh, too cold. But then a few minutes later, it, you know, just because the AC is off, I, you know, I, I, wa I want it back on again. And that sort of disturbs the sleep pattern. So with something like this, I've just sort of programmed the thing to, you know, intermittently turn the AC on and off after set intervals, right? So that that is uh, a good, uh, interesting use case uh, that I've done. Uh, another and last device is, and very clearly I'm not using it because this is actually a wall switch. Uh, it's a Wi-Fi, and it if you see those little two, you know, touch buttons on it, it's a it's a switch that actually replaces the existing wall switches and I can uh, control uh, two devices so any any regular light or a fan maybe I could I could uh, get it connected and then use those uh, you know it's a, it's a smart switch so these are these are some of this very basic uh, building blocks of how you know I would uh, go about start you know when if I'm starting and getting into the smart home ecosystem and these are all DIY they are all reasonably you know uh, inexpensive and put together uh, all the stuff that I showed you, I think would cost. And this, this, the speaker is probably the most expensive bit here. If 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 I leave this out, everything else put together, I would have purchased it for maybe maybe less than five k, four four k maybe. So uh, it's, it's pretty in, inexpensive. And then since most of these are Alexa capable, the Alexa app sort of becomes the hub from which I can control all of them anyway. So I don't need to bother with multiple apps uh, and stuff like that. Although 
uh, the individual apps would give you more functionality in, in many cases. Yeah, I mean, I remember a few years ago, and this is just so that people can do a little bit better research when buying. So if you're buying something from a brand like Havels or Philips, again, we're just giving these as examples, you may be able to get better longevity, but I got a smart bulb from a small startup once. Um, you know, they'd given it for review and we really liked it. It was in the initial days of smart homes. But after a particular iOS update, that startup unfortunately shut down. So that lamp after a point in time became a normal bulb because I couldn't change the colors. The app was no longer supported by iPhones on an iOS device. And fortunately, it was set to a normal color and not a pink or blue for a party night. Right? It was a normal white light for the house. So I could go back to using it like a dumb bulb, you know, the like the bulbs that we use right now. So these are a couple of things that I think people should definitely keep in mind is the, a smart home. Once you build it, there are some brands which will support the product indefinitely. But just like most other things, these products also have a shelf life. So is that something that you've also experienced, uh, D2, when it comes to smart devices that they become outdated at some point or need to be replaced? Well, yes, uh, in rare cases, I think that happens rarely, uh, in, you know, rarely, of course. Uh, so something like this uh, or any smart home device for that matter is dependent on, uh, you know, the servers that these respective brands operate, right? So whenever I, let's say, use the app to turn on uh, a smart bulb, uh, the app is talking to the cloud, which in turn is talking to, you know, the servers that those, you know, that brand is running, which, you know, sends the command back to uh, the device itself. So that's a very, like a very uh, uh, basic uh, you know, uh, process that uh, is followed. And if those servers are no, no longer running, then obviously your device uh, will not work. I've faced that with a smart bulb, which I remember, you know, uh, the company shut down, so it, it doesn't really work anymore. But yeah, that's, it's rare, still rare. And most of these are big companies. And I see uh, quickly as I'm sort of uh, tackling a couple of questions that I see related to uh, security in the chat, right? Uh, uh, so uh, Vidya, uh, Vidya Ranya uh, Shubham is asking if uh, can anyone ha hack these devices or break our privacy and then uh, Ayojesh has another question what's your take on Google smart speaker and these you know devices are continuously listening and procuring data that's a big safety concern so I, I you know so most of these a lot of these devices actually have have had security and privacy concerns because you know these these smart speakers are always on always listening and there have been privacy concerns related to these uh and some of them i must admit uh, a few people have uh, concerns related to the fact that uh you know the servers might be located outside of india in some cases say a country like china or you know any other country and where they think that you know the the safety might be compromised or the privacy might be compromised and whether they can i think anything can be hacked right it, I, I don't think that is really a question uh so uh, safety and privacy related to these things is something that the individual has to be responsible for and they basically need to then weigh uh, you know uh, you know I, i'm not saying that that's not a concern that's definitely a concern so people have to be careful which is why buying uh you know from reputed brands makes a lot of sense i'm not saying that you know a reputed brand might not be susceptible to a hack or they might not be infringing upon your uh, privacy but then uh, we can at least hope that that they are right uh and uh, hopefully uh, should not be a huge issue but then 
you know you have to follow very basic uh, basic uh, security things uh, whenever you know basic stuff uh, that we follow when we are online on the internet uh, you know and so uh, maybe not keep smart cameras in your bedroom i don't know i mean you have to you know you have to follow uh, the basic uh, uh, precautions so yeah. i i have i have an interesting story with this is i once went and uh, spoke to these uh, ethical hackers at lucidius labs it's it's actually a very prominent ethical hacking group uh, in india and they consult with a lot of uh, uh, people regarding you know how their systems can be compromised and the best ways to secure them that's why they are ethical hackers and they very interestingly spoke on how wi-fi protocols you know wap wap to whatever whatever those wi-fi protocols are once they are compromised how devices connected to that wi-fi network can also be compromised right so that's one level where keep your wi-fi password strong if you have stuff only on a local network because a lot of people who build smart home security homes buy cameras which can only be connected to their wi-fi router and the footage recorded is stored on a local hard drive at home so that's one way and yes there are, if if one of these uh, service providers that's giving you cloud storage or has access to your uh, security camera gets hacked then yes so, you know somebody else could be able to uh, see your live feed so just a few things like deepak also said to keep in mind when it comes to being able to be hacked so yes uh, for the question that came in it's absolutely possible for it to be hacked so you should do what i do and keep no cameras at home but keep people to sit in each room and check on what's happening it's very expensive <laughs> good good strategy yeah so one more thing i wanted to touch upon and this is something that i have experienced is the ability to switch on my car and switch it off before i enter it and it's actually a fantastic experience because like uh, deepak said it's great to switch on and off the ac in your house when you reach and my you know physical smart people at home do that for me but unfortunately there, there's no one to do that for my car and i think it's absolutely cool that today with a lot of cars you can actually tell your alexa speaker saying alexa switch on my car and put the ac at 24 degrees and uh, fortunately unfortunately most car manufacturers are just implementing this in the automatic variants of their cars because i'm not sure how many of you put your car in a gear and park but if you put it in a gear in a manual it's really not going to be great for your car's longevity so going outside the smart home this is one example that i personally really enjoy doing of course i don't enjoy the fact that whoever in my house has access to uh, the car's ecosystem can monitor when the car is going for all those of you that are young enough to take your parents cars out in the middle of the night for a little spin but uh, have you had any such experience uh, deepak about like do you know a smart home experience outside the home well i've 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 uh, i've played around with stuff obviously and i've you know uh, i think uh, what i what i try and do is find some jugaad uh, uh, ways of using these devices right uh, that's how i would put it and see you know what else can be done beyond what beyond the regular right uh, so i remember uh, Uh, i had for some time uh, a little uh, amazon uh, eco uh, device i think it's called the eco input if i'm not mistaken it's a tiny uh, disc shaped uh, little device uh, it doesn't have a built in speaker but what it does is that it connects to a, any any existing speaker over a 3.5 mm regular audio cable and makes it alexa capable uh and it's so what it that little disc shaped thing what it what it has is a micro usb uh you know port for powering it up and a 3.5 mm port that basically just plugs into a a, a regular speaker's uh, aux aux input yeah. 
So what yeah. I did was that I connected that in my car. So I had powered it from the car, you know, the, the charger socket. And I connected to my cars, the 3.5 input, the AUX port. And I basically converted the car into an Alexa capable car. Of course, I had to give it a hotspot using my phone uh, uh, as Wi-Fi so that because it needs internet access. But once it has that, so it, it has internet, it has power and it has the audio out going into the car stereo. And yeah. then it's, you know, I tell it to play uh, any song that I want. And as long as I have decent uh, cellular connectivity on the road, wherever I'm traveling, I can just, uh, you know, keep keep uttering whatever playlist, whatever songs that come to mind, right? So that I've done that. Uh, but Amazon, that, actually, uh, Amazon actually has their own auto solution called Echo Auto, which does correct. exactly what you said, but that's built for cars. So it's a little sleek. It has the blue line for the voice yeah. recognition. And uh, and this is also, I mean, we are making our dumb devices. Like if if you have a great set of studio monitors at home from brands like Clips or Dali and you want to listen to them, but you want the Alexa functionality, what Deepak just said is something you can connect at home. And this reminds me of the era when our speakers at home didn't have Bluetooth and we bought a Bluetooth adapter to connect to the 3.5M. So now we're using the 3.5MM to make these speakers smart. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. A uh, quick uh, jump to the questions again. I have a uh, you know couple of questions here. Uh, one uh, question comes from Mr. iPhone. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, uh, the person is definitely uh, forgotten to change, but yes, it, uh, the username shows his iPhone. Can we operate our entire home through Alexa if everything is smart? I mean, yes, theoretically it's possible. Uh, that's the short answer, but long answer is very long, so I'll not get into that. <laughs> Uh, most and, important uh, thing if you have a smart toilet you can also say Alexa flush the toilet this is true it happens in Japan you guys can google it very handy I'm sure very handy <laughs> <laughs> and this Charan master who's asking Google Home or Alexa which is the best uh, Siri I, I, would, I would I would actually rate Alexa higher because I think it's a, uh, it's uh, it's compatible with more smart home devices, I think. But then the, you know, I think the list is narrowed down. So both are equally good. I would, I would say Alexa is slightly better from a smart home perspective, uh, right? So yeah, yeah I mean, uh, interesting use case. I don't know if you have the time, but uh, you know, during the lockdown, I remember my pump automation thingy, you know, went kaput. Uh, basically, this you know water pump that pumps water to the uh, to the tank uh, on the roof of the house. And what I did was I, uh, you know, so I had to basically manually turn on the the water pump when there was water supply, which was tricky to do. So what I what I did did was that I first I connected a, a the pump to a smart plug that gave me remote access, you know, or ability to control it, or turn it on and off uh, using the app and without actually going down to where the where the pump is installed. But then I had no idea whether there is water supply or not, because if I run the motor without the you know, the water supply, then I run the risk of the motor going kaput again. And, you know, I, I don't want that. So what I did was I set up one of these cameras uh, right next to uh, where the motor is installed. And because it's all there is also the water meter next to it, then the water meter has a little disc which spins when the water is going through it, right? So it indicates whether there's enough water supply or not. So basically I turn on the pump, I look at the camera feed to see if that disc is spinning and then I let the motor run for let's say about half an hour, 45 minutes or one hour. And you know, so I, I know that my tank is has enough water and then I turn it off. So that's what I did during the lockdown. 
that's actually that's actually a very cool uh, solution for those that are living in slightly older houses that are built where you need this kind of manual intervention like modern societies or you know apartment complexes don't um, yeah. i'm just going to give one last example while uh, deepak looks at any pending questions or the polls because we are running out of time today's is a slightly shorter ama session is uh, the one that I want to talk about is this company called Tronex that used to be based out of South India. I'm not sure whether they're still active or not, but they had come up with a smart solution, a smart home solution for gas uh, cylinders, right? So uh, what happened was throughout the course of your usage, you would weigh the cylinder when it's full. So it would be X amount of weight. And then you would use the cylinder and gradually as you use the cylinder, the weight kept going down. Then when the cylinder was absolutely zero, it would weigh the empty cylinder and it would be X minus whatever. So that was the full to empty cycle. Then manually in the app, you could enter how many days it takes for the gas company to send you a cylinder, be it three days, four days, five days. And then you could set a reminder in the app based on the weight of the cylinder going down that your cylinder is only going to last you for another seven days based on your average usage. So you should call for a new cylinder, right? So I think these are, there are many such solutions available in the market where you may have an older system like IGL gas pipeline may not be at your house and you're still using a traditional cylinder, but there's a solution to make this cylinder, uh, you know, reordering process also smarter, right? We've also seen a lot of smart fridges, especially at events like CES, that can order eggs for you when they go off. I'm I'm still waiting to see one in someone's household. But um, yeah, D2. So if there's any more questions or we can go and see the results of the poll because we have some great trivia for the poll also. Well, uh, there are no more questions, but uh, so we can jump onto the polls. Yeah. And uh, as we are nearing the end of this call, I'll basically go ahead and end the polls and we can get to... Uh, to the results. So the first question is, uh, uh, you can switch on uh, off your fifth gen Honda City CVT using your Alexa smart speaker. Uh, that's a true or false question. False question. We spoke about it. I mean, somebody spoke about it, so we know it's true. And uh, 90, 98% percent uh, of you have gotten that right. Uh, but I'm actually surprised, which is a two, you know, one one person, which I think has gotten, you know, maybe they weren't paying attention when you were talking about it. Mm -hmm. uh, and the second question is 1966, The first official smart device was invented. What was it called? and the options are eco 4 alexa siri siri and pasa i actually don't know the answer to this one samir it's the echo 4 yeah. it was the first echo smart 4. device yeah. that could do manual things like preparing a grocery list or turning on appliances and controlling the room temperature but it was never commercially sold but it was the first fully automated smart device absolutely then there's uh, how you got that right how many got that right Oh, uh, actually, most most people got that right. Thirty-two out of thirty-three percent people got that right, which is pretty good, actually. Yeah. Uh, which year did the Roomba vacuum cleaner iRobot launch? Uh, two thousand, two thousand two, two thousand four, nineteen ninety six, and most people voted for two thousand two. Mm, yeah. Right? Yep, yeah, that's correct. And and right. that's a that, that's a topic we didn't really touch upon, but it's a great thing for people, especially in lockdown that didn't have domestic help, could buy a Roomba that could map your house and then clean it while you're asleep. So really cool stuff. Yes, I mean those are still pricey, so you have to be a little more uh into it. So actually to to invest that kind of money. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh 
And the last question in the poll, we have the automated garage doors was inspired with the remote control detonation used in World War II. Is that true or false? And uh, most people have voted true. About 80% people have voted true, which is true as well. Uh, I, which is, which it's is it's interesting because the, this is the same detonator remote control that was used to detonate C4s. And it's great that wartime technology is used to make things at home work because for those of them that don't know, Ralph Baer, who is considered the father of video games, he was one of those Germans that crossed the border and came to the US, was given a scientific lab to make weapons, you know, technology related weapons of, you know, for war or whatever. And he ended up making video games. So, you know, it's no surprise that war has led to entertainment in a nice way. Nice. Cool. So I think uh, that's uh, what we have time for. We have a couple of questions on IJ, I think, 14 December. Yes. Uh, answering Sergi, 14 December, ke mein kuch details to share with So yes, we have yeah. our awards event happening on December 14th. Yeah. And, uh, the uh, you know, our communities team, I'm sure you're in touch with them. Satender is leading the communities team here at 91 Mobiles. And uh, he is going to, uh, you know, be sharing the registration link with you guys. Once you guys register for the event is when you're going to get more details. And we would definitely love for all of you to be there. Absolutely. So that's all we have time for this evening. Uh, it was great fun talking to you guys. Yes, thank you so much, D2, for coming and showing off your smart home collection. I'm sure a lot of people are going to come running to you now to, you know, at least take something to try it and then conveniently forget to give it back because it's one of those small things you borrow from a neighbor and never return. At least I'm going to do that with you. But uh, yeah, thank you so much, everyone, for joining in and for your questions. And thank you, D2, for sharing your smart home library with us. And we will catch you in another AMA in December. If you guys have any topics that you would like us to talk about, you can always let our community team know and we will do our best uh, to you know get that topic for you guys. We're also looking for your suggestions to how to take this AMA to the next level because in the new year, we're going to be doing a bunch of new things. Firstly, it's we're going to try our best to keep this as an open doc AMA so more people can join in live. And we're also working on a very special industry insight conversation that we're going to be starting from the first quarter of next month. So you guys can stay tuned and spread the word about that because we're coming up with some really exciting things here at 91 Mobiles and we can't wait to share that with you. So thank you so much, D2, for joining us. Thank you, everyone, and have a good evening and goodbye. Bye, guys. Thanks so much.